0: Hello, welcome to PwC Worcester podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We pray that in your time spent with us, you will be blessed and edified even as we grow in faith. Please enjoy and may the spirit of God illuminate your hearts. Amen, you may please have your seat. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we want to read from verses 5 to 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 to 11, reading from the New King James Version. Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed? And the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters but God who gives the increase, hallelujah. Verse 8 says, Now he who plans and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field. You are God's building. And according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. And verse 11 says, For no one can lay any other foundation than what has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus Christ." Somebody shout a big amen. Oh, a bigger amen. We want to continue to thank God for what he has done and continues to do. The whole week we have attempted to conscientize our minds on a couple of things. One, the fact that we are blessed and privileged to be part of this great family and what God is doing. To be in line with his will and purpose. Which is calling all nations unto himself. And therefore, if you find yourself as part of this enterprise called PIWC, especially here in Worcester and even elsewhere as our fathers are trying to forge and implement this vision, you are blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say, You are blessed. Or tell them of her again, You are blessed. Because you are right in line with the will and purpose of God. We made known throughout the week that the missiological motif of God, the intent of God concerning church, the ecclesia, is that all nations, irrespective of creed, color, background, race, would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because if the disciples had attempted to monopolize the gospel, none of us would be sitting here having the opportunity to praise this Jesus. But that was not God's intention. His intention was that He would disciple some, that they too would disciple others. And by that, the propagation and proclamation of the gospel of peace and salvation will be preached in all nations. And that all nations will come, to know and accept this Jesus as Lord, Master, and Savior. Oh, hallelujah. Number two, it is also a picture of what would happen in heaven. Because even as we heard it with the verse that was preached or used for worship, on that day, John says, I saw multitudes of peoples from all nations, creed, colors, All bowing to this King of Kings and worshiping Him. A replica of what is supposed to happen in heaven is what we are attempting to accomplish here in PIWC. Hence, you are blessed. You are blessed. Therefore, we want to thank God that through His grace, we have been able to do what we were able to do according to that grace that was conferred upon us. And you have all been great partners to this vision. We did mention the fact that in order for this to work there ought to be the recognition that there is no Jew, Greek, Chinese, there is no, um, and I thank the presiding Elder for recognizing all the countries in this house, but that is true, that is where we draw our ethnicity and identity from. But right here in this house, in this place, in this family, it is only Christ Jesus. It is only Christ Jesus. So that we don't look down or look up on any one of us, but we see each other as one called into one baptism by the same Spirit, one Lord, one Savior, one Master of all. So that when we worship, we worship if with our whole heart, with our whole being, knowing that there is no one who has a sole favor in the sight of God. But all of us have attained grace through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we pray that that mindset would remain in this house. Oh, you didn't shout a big amen to that. I said it is a prayer that our mindset will remain in this house, even in the name of Jesus. Oh, I can't wait to see the day where this place will be filled with all kinds of people. But the magnetic pool that connects us together is this man, Jesus Christ. So that we feel at home and worship freely even in this house. This morning I want to speak on a topic, fulfilling your call and duty. Fulfilling your call and duty. Fulfilling your call and duty. The scripture that we just read breaks everything that we're going to be talking about this morning down very Clearly. Uh, you look at the background of this, this is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Corinth. You realize that this church, as we attempted to define the church in Ephesus last Friday, Corinth was also a very vibrant church by the seaside, so therefore people come in and out. All kinds of giftings were being manifested in this church. People who were affluent, rich, educated were in Corinth. Young people, old people were in Corinth. People who knew the law were in Corinth. People who knew scripture were in Corinth. People who were rich and poor were in Corinth. Well, guess what? Those who were spiritually matured and those who were based in the things of the Spirit were all in the church of Corinth. When I look at the church in Corinth, it is a replica of what we see here. There were Jews and Greeks. There were other people all over in this church. And if you were to talk about the most despicable things that could be ever recorded in Scripture in the body of Christ, you could also find that in Corinth. Yet God was working marvelously in their midst. They pursued charisma sometimes at the expense of character They struggle sometimes just like every other church struggles, but they bounce quickly right back because they knew that they have a covenant with the Lord. Paul wrote to this church in this context specifically because there seemed to be what we call sectarianism. What is sectarianism? There were people who formed cliques and sects and groupings, where you have affiliations to certain groups, and if you don't belong to that group, you are seen differently, and you are looked either up or down. There were some who were looked on as affluent, others who were looked on as non-entities. And therefore, there was a struggle between those who were affluent, those who think they knew the law better than the New Testament believers by the gospel of Paul. Those who want to go back to the old school way of things. And this is how Moses passed on to us. And those who says, no, but we have a new gospel that says we are saved by grace. Sectarianism in the church. People who came with new teachings and doctrines trying to lure others to their side. All happening in the church of Corinth. To make even matters worse, they were divided between two personalities at that time. One, Paul, because he started a church there, and then because he's an apostle and he keeps going and building churches in Corinth, building churches in Colossae, building churches in Philippi. He wasn't stationary, so to speak. He kept traveling. That's what the job of the apostle is. But there was another man called Apollos who temporarily came and became pastor there. Now, when you look at it and you compare it to others, it's just similar as we do transfers, right? Some go, some come. Some are two years, some are three years, some are four, some are five. These days you can't just come and say, oh, pastor's going to be here for four years or five years. Uh Uh-uh. Sometimes pastor can be here for only two years. The most important thing is, soak whatever is in that pastor took what advice in the pastor. So, Apollos is young. Apollos has swag. Apollos can speak articulately. Apollos is the one that can break down scripture to the level if you're not dispenser, to the young ones and they catch it. Apollos is the one that can use lingo where these people, oh my goodness, this man is gifted. He can speak really, really well. Paul, on the other hand, was old school. He is not eloquent in speech. Therefore, he writes a lot. That is why Paul writes a lot. And so there are times that says, you know, for me, I didn't come with the eloquence of speech. But I came with a demonstration of the power of God. Because he, he he's not that type. If you want him to write, oh God, yes for him to articulate and put, you know, jargon together and that's not Paul's thing. Even if he has to speak, he says it straight up. But Apollo's on the other hand, oh boy. And so within the church in Corinth, those who started with Paul were so much addicted, if you will, so much loyal to Paul, his ways, his teachings. And then those who now are gravitating towards Apollo's, seem to think Paul's ways is come on man old school and therefore we want Apollos the sad thing though is in all the giftings that Apollos had as very articulate and knows the word he wasn't too savvy and astute in the things of the spirit so you realize that in Acts a, a couple who were in Corinth back then it was in Ephesus right Aquila and Priscilla had to call Apollos and say, Bro, we we see the giftings upon you. But I think you're a little bit light in the things of the Spirit. Let's help you out. The young man was humble enough to sit under the elders' church. I said, What? Elders. For them to be taught, for him specifically be taught and Bible says and Apollos left them preaching the Word of God with a different level different power mentorship I pray in the name of Jesus as we had established the whole week if you're a young man young men in this house listen your fathers and mothers are not obsolete it would be wise and prudent on your part That even if you feel you know it all, take the little that they have, add it to yours. And see where the Lord will take you. If you're an old man, old woman in this house, using that loosely, because none of us is old, hallelujah. Find that young man who is gifted, articulate, has the swag, has, you mention it. But you realize that he can still go up and pour the grace that the Lord has conferred upon you onto them and see where this church will go can I get a bigger amen in this house I was in the church of Corinth they had become personality cult and so when Paul comes people don't show up at church When Apollos is on preachers' plan, everybody shows up. When Paul is leading worship, people just sit and just watch. When Apollos is leading worship, people are all hallelujah. That is when you hear, "Preach on, preach on, pastor." When Apollos is preaching, but when Paul is preaching, everybody's looking at him like, "Oh, here we go again. Here we go again." It's not different from our dispensation. But on this day, diversity of PIWC, on this day being my last sermon in this house, I beseech every single one of you not to think of himself highly than anyone in this house. Let me repeat that. I beseech every single one of you at the sound of my voice, never ever think of yourself highly than anyone in this house. Because in here, we are all graced by one Lord. One Lord. One Lord. Hence, fulfilling your call and duty excellently is all that matters. We can all stand here and preach. We can all sing like my sister here sang this beautiful song. But I bet you, you are the one that cleans and no one can clean like you do. You're the one that counsels. And pastor cannot even get to your level. You're the one that God reveals mysteries to. And your apostle may not even have that gift. So why are you thinking of yourself either high or low compared to everyone in this house? We rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. That you would have the mind of Christ. But though he was God, the Bible says, he humbled himself to the point of death. And therefore, he has been given a name that is above every name. Came through humility. Humility. And it goes both ways. You have to be humble as a young man to listen to the old people. Old people, you got to be humble to stoop low to the young person to mentor. Humility has no barrier. So that we don't sit on our high horses and see everybody else below. And those of you who feel that you don't belong. Don't look at yourself like a little ant. And see others as the elephant. No, there's grace upon your life. You just haven't availed yourself enough. But if you do, the Lord will use you. In a large house, there are so many articles. But if a man will set himself apart. He will be equipped, prepared for every good work by the master. Let that be you, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm waiting for the day where I'll hear from New Jersey, the pastor. Can you believe that sister, sister and so, brother and sister and so, is now the leader here. Uh, He's now the this here. He's now the prayer warrior here. That will be to the glory of the Lord. And it's in you. It's in you. Tell your neighbor, it's it's in you. 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 So Paul had to write to the church. And you can look at the tone of his voice. If you were to read the first five or four verses, you realize that the man was really angry, telling them that they were even babes, because they are thinking carnal as opposed to spiritual. And he makes this point that, the reason why you are thinking the way you are thinking, and some following Paul, me, and some following Apollos, is you are still base. And thank you for popping that up. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as to what? Carnal. As to base in Christ. Since so you posted up, Flip the next verses so we can read it. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now you are not able to receive it. And even now, oh mercy, you are still not able. Flip it again for me. For you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, divisions among you, are you not carnal? And behaving like mere men. Keep that there. Keep that there. Somebody look at your friend, your brother in the face. We're going to say that. For where there is envy, let's say it together. For where there is envy, strife, and divisions among you, are we not carnal and behaving like what? Mere men. Somebody say, Lord, have mercy. Oh have mercy. The man was pissed was angry. And therefore, he had to speak like that, write like that in this case. And that is where he jumps to verse 5 with that rhetorical question. Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? Except that both of them are ministers through whom you believed. And he qualified that as the Lord gave to each One. Listen church. We have a dynamic pastor coming to take over the baton. He is not Pastor Carl. And Pastor Carl cannot be him. Am I speaking to somebody in this house? And so on his first day standing on this pulpit. If your mindset is I'm going to judge him on the scale of Pastor Carl. You are acting carnally. you are acting carnally and acting like mere men. Because Paul says, according to how the Lord gave each one. There's greatness that is in that pastor that I have zip. Zip. That is why in this church, we don't transfer personalities, but we transfer gifts. That is... That is That is our tradition. So it's not the person per se, but a grace upon that person. And So even as Pastor Gerald Hagen and his family are coming, I beseech all of you to receive him with an open heart. Can I get a bigger amen to that? Because God is taking this church onto another level. Uh, I said God is taking this church onto another level and in his own wisdom in this dispensation he says carl get out gerald needs to take the people to the next level and i need you to have that mindset even in the name of jesus don't go thinking, oh if pastor was here would have handled this with no pastor is not here pastor gerald is here and as god grants him wisdom and direction That is how he's going to lead this church onto a higher level. Salta became into that. So the man was angry. I'm not angry this morning. I'm passionate about what God is going to do even with his people. And then he goes on to break it down. I planted, because he planted the church in Corinth. Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Oh my God. Oh my God. I planted. Apollos what? Watered, but God gave the increase. There is a time for planting, a time for watering, a time for harvest. Paul is saying that even though we are workers and servants of the same Lord, there is the distribution of grace and giftings conferred upon each one of us and we execute them excellently. By the end of it all, the final equation is who? God! God! It doesn't matter how well you plant. It doesn't matter how well you water. If the law does not bring increase, nothing happens. Oh, am I speaking to the church this morning? The times where we kind of puff ourselves up a little bit. We were the ones that did this. We were the ones that did that. Uh, when we were we, where were you? <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. I'm sure God is sitting up there and he's just cracking up like, oh, look at these people. Look at these people. Isn't it amazing that sometimes I say, but I'm say, i like, you know, McKeon, even McKeon, who planted the church, refused to have them call him apostle. He says, no, no, God didn't call me that way. God called me to be a pastor. Thank God he didn't have kids. I wonder how. That would have happened. Our father brought this church here. We need to be the chairman and the senior bishops and whatever. But in God's own wisdom, you see, that's how God works. So even he is dead and gone and resting in the bosom of the Lord. We in our dispensation have the nerve to now boast and think that this is all us white men coming from Europe all the way to Africa. Back in the days, not now. And now, all you Ghanaians in the house where you have Dubai bridge or whatever I hear, what is it called again and is it dubai they call it the the used to be the circle area dubai, uh-huh. which means things have improved better you know pre-independence this is this man coming bitten by mosquitoes by the grace of God, he almost died with malaria, deep malaria, God saved him, even he is gone. Gone. And here in 2022, any one of us have the nerve to boast and say we were the ones that did X, Y, Z? No, it is God. Tell your neighbor, it is God. Tell him or her again, it is God. It is God. See, the amazing thing is even if you were the one that started PI, in other words, you planted. Guess who gave you the seed to plant? Am I speaking to somebody? It is he who gives the seed to the sower. Sower. And even if you were part of those who watered, who caused the former rain and the latter rain to fall, it is God. Hence, it is he who brings Church, I am speaking to you from the bottom of my heart. We are one in this place. There is no one single personality that owns this church. It is the house of God. It is the body of Christ. It is the foundation and pillar of truth. This is the place where God gets to manifest Himself in ordinary men like you and I, equip us and sends us out to bring all nations to Himself. And you are one of those He has chosen. Someone you don't believe in, I say, you are one of those He has what? Chosen. Let me run through this quick and then we'll pray. So I didn't get over my time allotted. Three things I want us to look here. Rema focus number one. Fulfilling your calling is not dependent on personal ability. Fulfilling your calling and duty and your assignment, it is not dependent on your personal ability. In other words, you don't have anything innate of yourself that would make you achieve anything that is pleasing to the sight of God. And so Paul says, who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave each one. They didn't make themselves who they are. It was God who called them to become probation overseers, to overseers, to pastors, to apostles, to prophets, to evangelists, to teachers, it was God. Hence, both Apollos and Paul are servants, ministers of who? One master. His name is who? Jesus. And the source of their grace, although may be different, may vary, may be unique in our human dispensation, because sometimes we evaluate graces. Oh, this one is super. Mm, This one is less. -uh. That's your human thought. But in the sight of God, they are all marvelous. All marvelous. Because a man can only receive what has been given to him from heaven. The ability we possess for ministry is not personally derived. It is divinely given. Divinely given. As you sit here, there's so much grace upon your life. Lift your hands up, somebody. Let's lift our hands up in faith close your eyes for a few seconds and say Lord Jesus or say it with passion you are praying a personal prayer Lord Jesus according to your word you have conferred grace upon me I pray this day may it be made manifest I said may it be made manifest one more time may it be made manifest in the name of Jesus Amen. There are teachers in the house. There are prophets in the house. There are pastors in the house. I'm not talking the title, but I'm talking grace. All you got to do is avail yourself. Avail yourself. Because God is no respecter of persons. But anyone who avails himself, he will use you read 1 Corinthians 15, Paul will say that for what I delivered to you first of all is which I also received from the Lord. And then when you read verse 9 to 11, he says, For I am the least of the apostles, <laughs> whom I am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Oh, hallelujah. And His grace towards me was not in vain, because I worked with it more abundantly. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it is I or they, so preach and so you believe. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Rema truth number two. Fulfilling your calling or duty is duty specific. Fulfilling your calling is duty specific. Hence, he says, I planted, Apollos watered. God has given some grace to plant, some grace to water, some grace to harvest. And so at every given time, God is in the business of propagating his gospel, and winning souls for himself. There are some who have grace to start projects. There are others who have grace to complete it. Oh, hallelujah. Am I speaking to somebody? There are some who take the baton to a certain level, and in a relay, another person will take it to the next hundred meters. In all, God is working through every single one of them so that he would accomplish his purpose. Therefore, God calls us in the graces of specific Duty is assigned to us so that we'll be able to accomplish His bidding, not ours. My job is to know what is my specific duty and what is my grace. As you sit here, God, in this big house, what can I do to take it to the next notch? Grant me that grace that is in me. Make it it manifest so that I can also contribute to the growth of this church. I was sharing a, a little thing on Friday. I said, in this house, I didn't know that there were angelic cleaners in this house. So you come, the place looks nice, right? Go to the kids' place all nice. bathrooms all nice. I'm sure it's never occurred okay to you who is doing this job. One day I just happened to chance in here. We were going to New Jersey. I had to pass by the office to pick something up. Very old time. Turn the key on, and here are the three angels. And when they saw me, they just don't want anybody to see them, by the way. They would say, oh, pastor, you shouldn't have been here. Pastor, you shouldn't have been I'm like, well, God wanted me to see you. Even if I mentioned their name, you probably wouldn't know them. But they have dedicated for themselves. Nobody told them that when we have left, gone to our work, sleeping, chilling, whatever, they would come to this church. Inconspicuously, mm-hmm. inconspicuously, and clean after our mess, you can be part of that angel group. You can be part of that angel group. They have recognized the grace upon them and they are executing it excellently to the glory of the Lord. It is duty specific, God doesn't waste resources. Conversely, if you are here, and you are gifted, you are grave, and you are just shodden it. Hmm. Because you're pissed. Because somebody sets you off, and you're angry. Like that lady who says, Aha, today I'm not going to go to church. We'll see who will prophesy. God will cause the Sunday school kids to prophesy. Mm -hmm. You cause the Sunday school kids to run up here and say, Pastor, I have a prophecy for the church. You sit home. Am I speaking to somebody in this house? Mm -hmm. Don't you know that it was for a reason that he gave you that gift? It's not for yourself to pocket it and sit on it because you are angry at some brother who didn't speak well of you. That gift was given to you from above for a specific duty. Oh, hallelujah. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand, so we should walk in them. Walk in them means execute it. Walk in that purpose, walk in that divine will of God concerning his church in accordance, in proportion to the grace that he's conferred upon your life. Walk in them. If you are a prayer warrior, pray till something happens. If you are a teacher, teach till there's transformation. If you are a leader, lead the people onto the will and purposes of God. If you are a cleaner, clean till somebody says, my goodness, I think the presence of God is even in your cleaning. In the name of Jesus. I pray that today you have a change of mind. If you are gifted in this house and for whatever reason you're sitting on your behind, may you repent. it would be sad that your narrative would be oh this sister that brother used to do xyz but now we don't even know what happened to him oh the way she was powerful oh the way he was powerful oh the way he could preach oh the way he could sing and then now what because somebody got you so pissed 'Cause your expectation about certain things maybe in church, perhaps even pastor, didn't happen, so you pissed. It says, I didn't call you. Brother, I didn't call you. I didn't give you that grace and gift and listen, it is him. And if there's any accountability on that day, oh, I will be minding mine, or I'll be in my lane. Trying to figure out how to answer God. What I did in this four years in PI. Guess what? You will be in your own lane. All that we would wish is, he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's all we desire to hear. So if you are sitting, get up. Some of you are just getting up and you are just lukewarm. You are standing. Begin to walk. If you are walking, run. Mm -mm. Running is not even enough. Begin to fly. Even in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Truth number three. And then we'll pray. Fulfilling your calling must glorify God. It must glorify who? God. And so Paul says, I planted, he watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God is the one that gives the increase. Whatever I was able to do by the grace upon me, Whatever my predecessors were able to do, Pastor Tabi, Pastor Boa, Pastor Potofi, uh, when we started, where's the other here? The Jima is sitting here. I always keep mentioning him, and it's worth mentioning, not that we're pampering him and making his head big, but I served under him. He was my presiding elder. Go figure. He mm-hmm. was my presiding elder. When we said, well, is there any kings in the house? Oh, elder, stand on your feet a little bit. You, you've been absent for a while. Uh-huh. do you see this man here uh-huh. veteran of PRWC give a mighty hand to the Lord mm-hmm. please have your seat we thought it was some joke Sunday uh, Apostle Apostle says, next Sunday all the young people in this house your presenters at the you don't come to central again you are starting English assembly <laughs> just like that in that wonderful accent too hallelujah And look at where we are. Look at where we are. Can you imagine if he had just... And I'm sure we pissed him off many times. I'm sure a lot of the ladies gave him a hard time. Auntie Rose and Co. Where's Auntie Rose? Auntie Coco. His wife was supporting him, so we don't want to go to his wife. (laughs) I'm sure they all gave him a hard time. He prevailed. Kept on, kept on. Some of you came and also took the baton, right? Yes. Um, at the CB, at the George, the Francis, uh, at um, the JJ, all our mothers sitting here, and you took it to the next notch, isn't it? And then now, it's, by the wisdom of God through our fathers, let it be a district. Apostle now, Apostle Potophy takes over, first pastor, right? One year turns things around. He goes one year, one year. Did you hear that? Just one year, right? And then everybody's, oh, but it's one year. Why are they taking him? Why are they taking him? Right? I'm sure you all were part of it. And then, <laughs> 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 hallelujah! And then Pastor uh, Asanti Abua takes over, and he served a low whip, right? And then Pastor Tebi came, and then there was that mix-up, right? Why are they now dissolving the district? Taking it back to Rhode Island and all this. And he did his best for uh, three years. Right? Settling between Rhode Island and here. He goes and speaks Chi there, comes and speaks English here. Think about it. Tough. And then some dude here wearing orange comes and takes over. Now, there's another wonderful man coming to take over. That is how God does his stuff. At every point of that leadership, realize that change was progressive. Progressive. And therefore, I just want to encourage you that you give your all to support. Tell your neighbor, give your all. Oh, tell him or her again, give your all to support the pastor that is coming. Even in the name of Jesus. Because at the end of the day, the truth of this matter, in this room truth is, it is only God who gets the glory. It's only God. If I stood here and talked and talked and talked and talked, and we want to raise funds for this, and you all sat there and nothing came. What are we going to do? Or better so, if I presented a vision to the executives and to the president and say, pastor, no, 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 forget it. This one is not going to fly in this house. What could we have achieved? What am I saying? Every single one of you matters. Because at the end of it all, it is the name of a God that needs to be glorified. It should never be a personal enterprise for any one of us. Now, this is my personal agenda. This is what I want to, if they didn't take this this counsel I'm giving them, then I'm, I'm done. I'm just going to throw my hands. That should never come out of your mouth. Pastor is going to come. God is going to lead them on a different trajectory. Don't ever say, oh, but Pastor Carl says we we are going this way. Never, ever say that. Is somebody here in this house with me? Because God is doing a new thing to keep this vision alive. To keep this vision alive. So that together we will put our hands to the plow, support our Father. So that the will of God concerning this church and the people that are in it will come into fruition. So even as I wrap up, my family and I want to bless the Lord for all that he was able to do through us. Even in this four years. August 12 was our first welcome, I mean, well, uh, our welcome service. Not first, because there was only one welcome service. (laughs) And for me, it was just coming back home. Because we were all here, like small boys, talking plenty, complaining plenty, arguing plenty, murmuring plenty. Ah, this is my yeah, all that. I'm standing here, and these young ones are complaining plenty, arguing plenty. It's a cycle. We've all been there. But one thing is true. One thing is true. Whatever God has said he will do, Oh, I said, whatever God said He will do, it will surely come to pass. He's dependent on you. He's depending on you. He's depending on you. So that He will work Himself through us to take this church onto another level. So passionately look straight into your brother's face, your sister's face, and say, keep the vision alive. <laughs> Tell him or her again, keep the vision alive. Oh, last one. Keep the vision alive. alive. Now please be on your feet. Be on your feet. Hmm. Let a word of the Lord sink in your soul for a few minutes here. One plants, one water, God gives to increase. And even in the act of planting, it is He who gives the seed, and He who causes the rain to fall. And hence it is God who works in us, both to will and to do, according to His good pleasures. Hebrews 13 says that this great God, the great shepherd, May He make you complete, so that in your execution of His purpose, it would be pleasing only unto Him. That is our desire as a church. On this day where we are showing forth the diversity that through God's own grace, He's caused to manifest amongst us. That bringing all peoples from all walks of life, all peoples who are finding themselves to be part of this great family. We want to lift our hands first in the thanksgiving. And say, Father, we thank you for how far you have brought us as a family. We thank you for the many challenges that you allowed us even to go through. Because every single one of us shaped us, molded us, conscientized us to be able to see the vision a little bit more clearly. And therefore we thank you for what you've done and what you continue to do. Lift your voice, somebody, and begin to thank God. Open your mouth, church, and bless the name of the Lord for how far He has brought us. As a church, as a church, as a church, open your mouth and thank the name of the Lord. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you.